The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. happened to be against one of the best defenses in the league. O-line doing their thing. We got off the run game going. But when we needed this guy over and over again, he would not be denied. On Monday Night Football! I just this offseason felt like we needed to play our best games against the best defenses as an offense. And you measure yourself against the best. And um, when the schedule came out in May, I just looked at, you know, looked at Philly, looked at San Fran, and a couple others up ahead where you say, you know, I, I know in May that these are going to be some of the best defenses we'll play. Uh, that's got to be our best football. We got to be our best, and not just our best at the, at the big picture of winning, but our best in how we run motions, how we handle snap counts, how we prepare the details. We got to be our absolute best and um, just try to challenge them from that standpoint. And I, I felt like everybody was up for the challenge. Early on in the season, I talked a lot to you guys and our team about still chasing that performance that, that we feel like is inside that locker room, that we feel like we can collectively do, um, regardless of circumstance, regardless of adversity. And uh, like I said, I thought our team has grown. Uh, our team has grown closer. Um, we've got great leadership. Uh, I feel very strongly about our coaching staff, but really these players. Tonight is about these players. Uh, we flat out got beat, and I think right now you got to take it like a man. And we got a game here, and you know, I think tomorrow um, we wake up, it'll be five days from now. We got a team coming off a of bye week who's been waiting for this for a little bit, and we can't sit here and worry about what's happened before this. We got to make sure that we do everything from now all the way till Sunday when that game's over um, to find a way to um, beat the Bengals. And then we go into our bye week, and um, I just looked at our guys right now as we got about five and eight, five and a half days left. Got to focus all on that and make sure we go in that bye week six and two, not five and three. The NFL will humble you every step of the way, and getting off to a five and zero start, you kind of get that confidence that um, we are who we need to be. And um, but NFL does that. It's good players, good good schemes. Um, and we're going to face another good team this week. Uh, so we got to be ready. I love it. I love it. Welcome to Brother from Another. I'm in the studio. My girl Natalie. What's up, Nat? What's Hello, up? Holly. Feeling good. I feel great. And I tell you what, <laughs> Natalie, I love, I love the NFL. I love the NFL because these things happen every year. You can't predict them. Now, listen. Some of y'all don't like to put a little money on games. I do. And I like that it's legal because I did it when it wasn't legal. Anyway, it's a different story for a different day. But you put money on the games. I looked at this game. Minnesota, San Francisco. I said, I'm not touching it. Really? Minnesota getting points. 
Monday Night Football, Monday Night Kirk Cousins. He's only won two games on Monday Night Football, two and ten on Monday Night Football going into this. Uh, they don't have Justin Jefferson. San Francisco lost to Cleveland. They got, they got to lose two games in a row on a road to a team under 500. And then you get that performance last night. <laughs> so I, I'd say just just shout out for what the, the unpredictability, un, unpredictability of the NFL, one. And then two, it's not like here in the palatial studios of NBC Sports where you have, okay, Natalie, you do your job. You do it at a very high level. If you can't make it a day and, and the person behind you can't make it, everybody starts to panic. Wait a minute. Like, what are, we, what are we supposed to do? Natalie is trained to do this, and then we don't have anybody to step in. But the NFL is not like the person in the accounting department where you work. Okay, Justin Jefferson's out. Yeah. Somebody else is coming in. That was Jordan Addison last night coming in, yeah. making two great plays. One of them just rested the ball away. Uh, from the cornerback to get a touchdown right before the half to give them a lead. It's just people step up and it's hard. To, it's, that's why it's so hard to predict. And that's why gambling, <laughs> that's why gambling to bring it full circle. That's why gambling <laughs> is a tough way to live, y'all. It's a tough way to live. What did you take away from this game that now puts San Francisco at five and two? Well, first of all, you don't want to tell the people how I sort of foreshadowed this. You and I were you texting. You did. Oh, you did. You got to give me my credit. I, 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 <laughs> oh, you know what? I will reinforce what you say when you talked about the chaos. <laughs> Natalie, yesterday afternoon. Before the game. Before the game. It was like, it was just after Brother from Another yesterday. Yeah. So we're talking about, you know, 4.05, 4.15 Eastern time yesterday. <laughs> like, San Francisco might lose. And then that's going to, it's going to be chaos. We, we, we talk about the chaos with the San Francisco loss. And so you texted right after the game, too. Not to say you're rooting for a loss. I was. Were you? Oh, you were? Oh, I was. Like, I know. I Why don't are think, you rooting for a loss? I'm supposed to be the San Francisco hater. I'm being measured right now. No, I'm joining you. I'm being, I'm we're being we're on the same up. side. Listen, you can't technically manifest things for other people, but I manifested this. Okay. <laughs> well, well, who says you can't? <laughs> Uh, well, I, I definitely did. <laughs> I, you know, <coughs> I'm sorry, I can't. Ex- I can't need some water. Just I can't, some I can't water explain right it. Here. You know, sometimes, obviously, I'm just like, I want that outcome, right? I'm an Eagles fan, so that's the outcome that I wanted mm-hmm. for a few reasons. Helps with my agenda, which we can get to in a little bit. Okay. But in addition, I just had a feeling. I just had a feeling. Um, you know, some of the guys on the 49ers were banged up. They were going into Minnesota. I just. You know, the Vikings had lost enough games. It just felt ripe for them to pull off the upset, and they did. Well, you say, oh, well, hold on now. Wait, wait a minute. minute. <laughs> Why did you go upset in quotes? It was an up, it's an upset. Yeah. It's a pretty significant upset. I would say most people, I bet you 90% of people didn't see this one coming. Uh, you didn't think it was a, a great Monday night football game, just on the schedule, the way Minnesota has played this year sure. and the injuries that they have. Come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, th- yeah, I know San Francisco is missing Debo, but McCaffrey was out there last night. You had Brock Purdy doing his thing. You had Brandon Ayuk. You had all those guys, Warner. All their like, their, their playmakers were available. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think, like, if they had beaten up on Cleveland, say they beat Cleveland 40-7, to 7, and then you come in into Minnesota, then you can say, oh, my, maybe an upset is happening. No. 
I yeah. didn't see this one. This I is mean, an upset. Why you wouldn't What's up with the quote fingers? I did the air quotes because I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry that the NFL's new golden boy, like, you know, let everyone oh, down. Here comes, here but, comes, here you comes. know, like, when you said they have their playmakers, I think this goes to the root of the discussion around Brock Purdy, right? Like, is he a playmaker or is he a game manager, right? And so, and there's nothing wrong with being a very great game manager. What? No, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> It's a thing. Uh, we need it. Okay. So, yesterday, did you tune in yesterday? You did. You did. You tune in to Brother from Another. You do it every day, and we appreciate you. We love you. So, yesterday, we start off the show. We have Rita. So, Rita, you know, getting into some fights. She's a woman of peace, but people from Detroit came at her, so she responded. And then, Liv Moods, you know, she came in peace. Uh, people from Buffalo came at her. She responded. Now, Natalie, ain't nobody come at you. You just throwing it out Says there. You throwing it out what, there. Why do you believe no one came? Okay, first of all, let's who came be at quick. you on the San Francisco thing? Please, let's be very clear. I cover the Warriors. Oh, okay. So I have a huge contingent uh, of Bay Area people that follow me. Oh so, yeah, I know that. I so know that. I'm they're not, always like, I'm not questioning your you, credentials. No, but I'm saying they're always like mm, Eagles fans. Da, da, da. You know, they okay, make their little okay. smart remarks. And in general, like it to me, it's 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 Eagles fans against you know, the world, because yeah. I felt, you know, I thankfully up until recently last week when you just went all crazy on the Lions, you were at least giving yes. my Eagles a little love. Yeah. And then you, you made I a was poor, forced to. You made a poor decision. No, no, I was forced to. I was forced to. I was forced to leave. You used to come to this is like This is like something. This is like some novel about this. This is a novel. This is a movie. Is it like, uh, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's some movie where the person was in a relationship and then they were forced for family reasons to leave the comfortable relationship they were in to go somewhere else. So I, I was I was engaged to the Philadelphia Eagles. We were in a good relationship. Then Michael Smith comes out and I'm like, hey, listen, we're going to be all in or what? We're going to do this? We're going to do this with Detroit? And I was like, yeah, I, I feel like to be a good teammate, I have to do it. You should not have. I, ha I had to. You should not have. I'm in a marriage now. It's too late. You can't tell me. Okay, it's too late. Well, you know, it's, it's government official. No, We're official. The marriage is going to fail. I'm married to the Detroit Lions. Okay, well, you made the wrong choice. Those are my people. That happens. Shout people, out to the D. People do it all the time. That's why there's such a high rate of divorce. But listen, okay, you at least used to give my Eagles a little love. But I still give them love. In general, everyone, like even though they had, you know, up until last week when they lost, Right? Top record. They were undefeated. Yeah. Right? It was, oh, their wins are ugly. It, like, there was just something for everyone yeah. to criticize. Meanwhile, it's just like, oh, the 49ers, blah, 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 blah. They look so good. And the way they're beating all these teams. Don't you love it? Look at the headline. Yeah? Look at that. Go, look, go back to that, Gary. Go back to that headline. <laughs> I mean, it was and, ridiculous. And, and those listening on Sirius XM Channel 85, <laughs> we appreciate you. You can't see it. I will be your eyes for you. It says... Uh, the question, the headline says, are the Eagles, are the 49ers better than the Eagles? Yeah. Okay. Are the 49ers better than the Eagles? And then the subhead is the 49ers certainly look better than the Eagles on paper. <laughs> <laughs> on paper. Whatever that means. And they don't on paper either. So, you know, I just feel like there's a lot of like just to me, 
over criticism and overreaction to the season Jalen Hurts is having this season. Um, and I get it. Yes, the turnovers, the interceptions are problematic. But when you actually examine them and you put him compared to like a Patrick Mahomes and you put him and I, Patrick Mahomes obviously is the standard. No one right. is disputing That's that it. he's the yep. best quarterback in the NFL. But when you put him next to Patrick Mahomes and you put him next to Brock Purdy and you look at all the numbers, Pat Mahomes has had like quite a bit of interceptions this season. Mm. You know, he has. But mm. no one was criticizing them when he had multiple in the game. No one was criticizing yeah, because, him when well, Zach Wilson outplayed him. And I get well, it. Well, I get I, it because they still won. And because. And because he's Patrick Mahomes. Who he is. But he right. himself said the offense hadn't looked good. Right. He himself said it had been great. But they weren't getting any criticism for that. How come they're allowed to work through their. Because their, they're champs. Okay. But the, 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 the Eagles were the runner-ups, right? They're the NFC champions. Yeah. They were in the Super Bowl. They made it there. Yeah. So why why is San Francisco? Because we're shallow. And we don't why, care about, why, don't care why, about the Why are the Lions giving more grace okay, than the different. Eagles? Right, and, the Lions, and, and why, Lions, Lions, Eagles, fair. And why after the performance that Jalen Hurts put on in the Super Bowl, let's not just act like that was some pedestrian performance. That was great. That was something you had Mike Smith advocating that they get co-MVPs, right? Which is that ridiculous. Was, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I agree. But it's like it was that good. It was that good. Yeah, it was great. And they didn't get the result. But like we're just removed from that. So why is it, oh, Eagles, shaky? You know, it just, it, to me, the talk around them has been ridiculous. So, yes, my agenda is agendaing because <laughs> the, the 49ers lost. Brock Purdy threw not one but two interceptions um, that definitely cost them the game. That's nice, Nick Bosa and, every you know, McCaffrey. Everybody wants to take responsibility for the loss. But, no, the loss is on him. It's on the new golden boy. And I want him to get the scrutiny. Well, you know, I, I want not, him to get the scrutiny. I, you know, I, but I've and said I'm going to scrutinize see, him see, if see, he this doesn't. is not fair. This is not fair. <laughs> it's this very not, fair. Because I've even said this. Because you you probably can't find a bigger Niner agitator than your boy. I mean, I just like kind of I like going at them because there are so many layers to the Niner love. Uh, the Niner love is based in their their talent. They're a fun team to watch. Uh, they've had a lot of regular season success, uh, particularly the last three or four years. So it's it's based in that, but it's also rooted in from a media perspective. And and I know this this ain't got nothing to do with y'all. This is like a little inside baseball, but they talk. This is what media people like. Can I just tell you? Like, let me just boil it down. What media people like is people who talk to us. If you talk to me, I like you. Okay. If you return my calls, I like you. If you are difficult, if you make it difficult for me, access wise, I don't dislike you, but I'm not checking for you either. So, Who's Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, the Patriots are the worst. But, but the Patriots are the worst, uh, but I've been able to, to, you know, get in there okay. over the years. But they are the worst team to cover because they make it's a fortress. They make it really difficult. And I hear Baltimore is hard, too. They just make it tough for the media, NFL media, to do their jobs. Now, contrast that with San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan's great with the media. John Lynch is great with oh, the so media. This is access. So, access. Oh, Ooh. and so... That they get a lot of love. This is like this is how it works, y'all. This is how it works. You you talk to the people. You do that little media dance, and you get the rewards sometimes in shows like this and commentary. So it's not that I've always said Brock Purdy, he didn't create this. He's kind of like astray. He's astray in the whole it's ecosystem. It's the ecosystem. It's not so, my business. Look, Troy Aikman said it last time on the broadcast, and he was saying. 
hey, why do people hold Brock Purdy being a system quarterback against him? Nothing wrong with that. And he brought that up. He's like, there's nothing. He's like, I was, I was, we were coached by the same guy. Uh, Brock Purdy was coached by the same one, uh, the same coach and coach Troy Aikman too. And uh, Purdy had him in high school. Mm -hmm. So we know what the system is and it's okay to be a guy who distributes and doesn't make mistakes within that system. I agree with that. I, I'm not hating on Brock Purdy. I just think finally, and it, it took a little longer than I thought, Natalie. I thought it would take maybe five or six games before he came back to normalcy. It's taken about 12 games. So almost a full regular season. So like three quarters of a regular season. Now we have Brock Purdy, who's not a fraud. I'm not suggesting he's a fraud. He's a fake, anything like that. It's finally, most people don't get off to a 10-0 star. Twitter, see, Twitter was see, saying that he is. I'm not saying that Twitter said it, not me, Twitter. <laughs> his, his career record is what, 10-2 now? Yeah. He's 10-2. He's 10-2. Okay, well, that's and nice. And so he's lost, like every other quarterback, he's lost to a team that is uh, not on their level. So he's played down at times to the to the competition. Uh, he has done some things. He's made some mistakes at critical times. Finally, it took 12 games oh, for us God. to see. Now it you did. sound like the Bay Area But it media. did, though. Listen. It did. Listen. It took 12 games for us to see this Rock Purdy. I don't I care about I was waiting any of that. for it. I wasn't rooting for it. I was rooting for it. It was a distinction. I was I wasn't for rooting it. for it. I was. I was waiting for it, and finally we saw it. But what do we know? Let's bring it back. What do we know? What does it say about Philadelphia, San Francisco, Detroit, anybody else you want to throw in there, when you say the top team in the NFC is blank, you now say it's Eagles. Philadelphia, there's no question. It's Eagles. And NFC, I, how about the league? Look, I'm go, I'm one of the people who defers to champions. Yeah. So I'm going You'll to give it, to, give Kansas it City? to Kansas City because they are the champions. But I don't think there is this distinction right now between the way the teams are playing that people are trying to make it seem. I think the Eagles are right neck and neck with Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, Patrick yeah. Mahomes is, 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 makes things very different. But I think in terms of the, the, the team and how they're playing, I think they're right on par with them. And I think they're right on par with uh, the, the 49ers. I'm not going to sit here and say the 49ers are a bad team. I know they're not. But the way that people were acting like there was just this separation, I didn't agree with. And I was waiting. I was waiting for them power rankings to come out, Holly, because I was looking because they dropped PFT, our very own, dropped the Eagles to five after one loss. Chris Sam sitting right here. All right, the there. Dolphins went ahead of them. The 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 Lions went to number one. The mm. Eagles have not been number one all season, I don't believe. Huh. But the not the, the Eagles haven't. But the Detroit Lions went to number one. It was just egregious. And all these power rankings I was looking at, I was like, let me see them power rankings today. They're second. They're second today. Okay, well, you know, it's funny, like college football, the Lions dropped all the way from the top three to number eight <laughs> after getting beat down uh, and, and two spots behind the Ravens who crushed them. So they got the Chiefs at one, your Eagles at two, that's respect. Now, Jaguars at three, I, I'm going to take some issues with that. Jaguars at three, I mean, I, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not buying that. But I will say um, with, with San Francisco, now, uh, coming off two losses to Cleveland and Minnesota. Yeah. And finally a game, because Brock Purdy against Cleveland was good. He was good. Brock Purdy against the Vikings was 
was a problem. That was a problem yeah. because I felt like even when they missed a field goal. By the way, can, can I just, let me just go back? I got ahead of myself. I'm going to say this final point, then we'll talk some basketball with Kurt Heelan coming up in a couple minutes. Shame on you, Kevin O'Connell. I like you, but shame on you. You're playing. He's playing. They're, they're up by five, Natalie. They got the ball. They have, they have uh, forced San Francisco to use all of his timeouts. Yeah. You got the ball. You're playing for a 51-yard field goal. I understand it's indoors. You're playing for a 51-yard field goal. What is wrong with you? I mean, he can Go. make it. Now, it's in his range. He missed it. He did. He missed. He I know did. he made a 54-yarder earlier. He misses a 50. Don't play for a 51-yarder as if oh, that's the goal. Go for it. You're Minnesota. You're under 500. You're playing San Francisco. Go for him. Take, take that live moods mentality. I'm coming for your neck. It was conservative. It was very conservative. They missed it. So when they missed it, I said, okay, you I know what's going to happen. Over. I said, they're going to come down and they're going to score. <laughs> and so when he threw that interception, okay, that's a problem. I want to see what Brock Purdy does with this offense against Cincinnati coming off two losses. So good opponent. You, you haven't had elite quarterback. You haven't had a, you haven't really felt it. I mean, imagine San Francisco. What's the last time San Francisco in back-to-back games Scored 17 points. Uh, but it's been like so, since 2022 since so, they've even lost two in a row. So 17 points in back-to-back games to uh, teams that aren't very good. I know Cleveland Cleveland is better than I'm, than, than I'm uh, saying. Cleveland is a, a good team, but they didn't have Deshaun Watson that day. So uh, I want to see how Purdy responds to this adversity. Yeah. Because if he doesn't respond, doesn't mean he's a fraud. It means... Maybe they don't have that quarterback situation as sealed up and as airtight as we've all thought coming into the 2023 season. I just think that they have to put him in positions to succeed. Like I like I said, and maybe he will over time become better. You know, like he's been, he's played very well for them. He has a lot of weapons around him. And like I said, I don't I actually don't think it's a bad thing to be a game manager. But again, I'm going to sorry, just bring it back to the Eagles and Jalen really quickly. You know, he's been making a lot of you know, he's had a lot of turnovers. Yes. But something about Jalen and to me this is the difference in where you have a difference maker, a playmaker it's it's honestly the most bizarre thing, but almost every time after if there's it's an interception or a bump or something, the next drive he comes back and just basically takes them down the field and he makes something happen. Um, he did it in the Super Bowl. They didn't ultimately end up winning, but he's done it in every game this season. He doesn't let that linger, and then he comes out and he makes plays. He almost, like, makes up for it. I wish he just didn't commit the first mistake, right. but he makes up for it. That's what Brock Purdy needs to be. He he threw an interception and then came back and, and threw, threw another, another one. one. So, yeah. to me, that's like the difference. All right. Listen, uh, San Francisco loses two games in a row. We'll see what happens when they take on Cincinnati. And you know what tonight is? Tonight is the yeah. opening of the NBA season. <laughs> we got to talk with Kurt Heelan <laughs> to see what he thinks about all this stuff. We got games tonight, Natalie. Games. Actual yes. games. Warriors. <laughs> NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night 
building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Throughout the playoff, your name was in Dylan Brooks' mouth and Malone's mouth and various guys' mouth. Do you ever, like, at what point do you draw the line and feel the need to respond to stuff? And at what point are you just like, eh, this is all, look at my, I'll let my resume speak for myself. Um, I don't know. <laughs> there will be a time. Uh, when that time is, I don't know. I don't know if it's now or there will be a time. There will be a time when everybody will get it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> In a book or? Nah, there will be a time. All right. Uh, so, yeah. so uh, all right. There'll I got, be a time. Right. So, <laughs> so scared of the old man. I, I knew it. So LeBron James, <laughs> LeBron James being asked this question. Now he's going on to, you know, Kurt, Kurt Heelan from uh, Pro Basketball Talk joins us. Always good to kick it with him, especially when he's wearing that throwback Vancouver Grizzlies. Vancouver Grizzlies. Purchased in Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I don't know if that makes the, it more authentic, but you know. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the Sharif Abdul Rahim uh, Grizzlies. Oh, yeah. The Antonio Daniels Grizzlies. Who, who are we talking <laughs> about here? I, you know, I remember that, all, that, was, that was a great NBA franchise. But LeBron talking about the haters. What haters is he talking about? Like, he's being asked about, you know, <laughs> Dylan okay, Brooks and who, Michael Malone. So they're going to get it. Do you think, uh, Kurt, just tell us, do you think they're going to get it? They, whoever they are, <laughs> are they going to get it at this stage? Because they could have gotten it in the Western Conference Finals, and they didn't. Exactly. So do you think? <laughs> exactly. That, that's the thing. It's like, whoever, they, the strong men that the Lakers up. I mean, like, honestly, it's right out of the Kobe playbook, isn't it? Like, Oh my God, I'm driving into the arena and the security guard didn't smile at me. I'm going to drop 50 on these guys. Like they, the Lakers are the best at just making up reasons to be mad. And LeBron has continued that tradition. Man, you got swept straight out by the, the by the team you're about to play tonight, man. Swept straight out of the playoffs. There is nothing they can do tonight that makes up for that. That banner, those rings go on, those ban that banner goes up, and there's and <laughs> And you know what's going to happen if Nikola Jokic loses this game? He's going to go home, have dinner. Be fine, man. Like it's a long season. <laughs> that's right. He'll, he'll go home, have dinner. He'll say, "Wow, that's Watch a nice races. That's a nice ring. That's a really <laughs> that's a nice." Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for this ring. I really appreciate it. Uh, Natalie, uh, I know you you uh, you covered your you covered your face and you heard LeBron. Are you? Uh, it sounds like you're just. Are, are you fed up already? The NBA season hasn't even started. Are you fed up with the LeBron narrative already? I, I'm always fed up with it, but I mean, I just 
I rolled my eyes because, like, okay, whatever. Like, you didn't, you got swept exactly like Kurt said. I mean, you said it great. So I, I don't know what he's talking about. Like, oh, they're gonna get it. Get what? Get what? Y'all need to stay healthy and beat them. Well, do you think they're? Do yeah. either of you think that they are a championship contender? I know they got a lot of love for their mm-hmm. offseason. They made a lot of moves. Obviously, LeBron and AD are still there. Uh, Natalie, do you think they're a championship contender? And Kurt, uh, you weigh in on this too. Yeah, I I mean, I think a lot has to go right for them. I think there are better teams than them. But do do I think the Lakers can contend for a championship? Yes. They're not at the top of my list. But um, yes, they can contend for a championship. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I have them on the same tier as Natalie's Warriors, which is absolutely can contend, no margin for error. Like, Anthony Davis has to play like Defensive Player of the Year and play 65, 70 games. On down the line, LeBron's got to stay healthy, and and all the role players have to start clicking. I think they can do all that, but then even if all that clicks, they still need Phoenix not to get their act together on defense and the whole, something to go on with the Nuggets. I, I think they're in the mix, but like they just don't have the margin for error of other teams. Uh, uh, speaking of errors, James Harden. I, t- I, always, wanted to, I, just, I always wanted to do that. I always wanted to do a transition <laughs> like that. Uh, so, so James Harden, this situation, nobody knows what's going to happen here. James, he probably says, hey, I told y'all. I said that I would never play for this general manager in this franchise, and I'm following my word. So uh, let's let's hear. We got some James Harden sound. This is Nick Nurse talking about James Harden. Let's hear Nick Nurse talk about Harden. <laughs> then on the other side, Kurt, I want to get your take on it. I, I did I did uh, reach out to him uh, the other day and he uh, uh, just via text just like I would with anybody you know I just, just seeing how he's doing see if he's all right and he did text me back. I think it has given you the sense of you know he wants to return and, and play in games with you guys and didn't didn't get into any of that. Yeah, I just was making sure he was okay. <laughs> Natalie, Natalie, and, and Kurt. He said he didn't text me back. Okay, I was like, come on, <laughs> Kurt. Am I am I being too harsh on Daryl Morey? This is an easy target, low hanging fruit. Am I being too harsh on Daryl Morey when I say you've got your first year coach? Not that he's a rookie coach in the NBA, but this is not his fight. You've got Nick Nurse out there taking uh, taking questions about James Harden, and he has nothing to do with the dispute. The dispute was, I I know Doc Rivers is not there anymore. Probably Doc Rivers is part of it. Daryl Morey is a huge part of it. And Nick Nurse is out there. Like, I don't, respectfully, Nick, I don't want to hear from you. I want to hear from Daryl Morey because this is between Morey and Harden. Am I being too harsh? No, because the whole Sixers future rides on this. Joel Embiid's not, how long is he going to be patient? Like how long the Knicks are already out there with the reports today? Like, hey, here's what our package is going to look like. Like everybody's circling this one, waiting, and it's on Daryl Morey. He not only has to get this right, he has to nail it. And the only team that's even vaguely interested, the Los Angeles Clippers, I can tell you, they don't see a reason to up their offer. They kind of like to see what their team looks like through a few games. Like 
Kawhi Leonard and Paul George played three preseason games together, which doesn't sound like much, but those guys played three games together. Like that's it. If they get it together and they look okay, there's no pressure on them to make a deal outside of the fact that they're kind of in a third tier in the West, but like they're not rushing to do this and they'll just wait Daryl Morey out. They, Dude, if he doesn't hit a home run on this trade, how crazy are the Joel Embiid rumors going to get? Yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous that the Sixers are going through this again. Uh, I, there doesn't seem to be a resolution in sight. I mean, James has yeah. been pretty clear about his position. I don't think he really has leverage, but even even if you force him and he eventually comes back to play, he has missed a lot of, you know, um, camp. Uh, apparently, even when he's there, he's not actually like taking contact and playing that much yeah. and doing too much. You know, he's we already know James's history with his body and and being ready to play. So you'd be talking about having to get him to gear up and get ready. He, I mean, he could potentially be like a detriment to them, even if he rejoins the team. I just don't I don't know what the solution is going to be, but you're wasting um, a year potentially no of Joel Embiid yeah, prime it. an MVP, you know, a player who wants to win. He's now talking about the fact that he wants to play in a system where they move the ball. He never wanted to be all isolation. I don't believe him, but he got that MVP <laughs> now. He got that MVP, so now he wants to win. That's right. And exactly. you're, you're wasting now, his now, time. Now he wants to be Jokic, man. He just wants to be Jokic yeah. now. He wants to move the ball. Look, it, they're just stuck. And remember James Harden, 30 days, if he holds, this is last year of his contract under the CBA, and it's not even a new rule. It's been in there for a while. If he holds out or withholds services or whatever the phrasing is for 30 days, he actually loses free agency leverage. Like the, the 76ers control his free agency and they have to approve any deal. So at some point, he's got to come back. But I think you hit the nail on the head. He's not going to come back in shape, Natalie. He's going to come back and kind of be there. And then, man, my hamstring, my lower back, my, yeah. like something's coming up. Yeah, and, and it's like you, you said, you know, for Joel Embiid, after a while, I think he's at that point now. He's got he's to be asking himself, why does this always happen to us? <laughs> why does this happen to us? Okay, we got rid of Ben Simmons. This was going on with Simmons. We trade, and it's almost like that slot. That slot is cursed. Right. <laughs> we trade Simmons for Harden, and Harden just kind of inherits some of the Simmons-Maury dysfunction. And Maury... I know he's, you know, very bright guy. We know it. We know it. We know the history. He's an MIT guy. Got it. But you're dealing with athletes, dealing with people's careers. So you can't look at it like, I'm going to make the shrewd business deal. I'm going to make you uncomfortable. I'm going to get the trade I want. Yeah. No, man. No, no, no. You are dealing with, you got an MVP, the asset, the person is right in front of you. Right. And you just can't sit there and, and wait for your moment. You're, you're, you're late. That that deal should have been made yeah. yesterday. And yeah. if it's fifty cents on a dollar, so be it. You kind of created the situation. You create the situation, Natalie, by agreeing to walk down the aisle to keep our marriage analogies uh, yeah. analogies going. You agreed to it once you walked down the aisle with James Harden. You knew that could, that had the potential to be toxic quickly. Yeah, I mean, I just have to also wonder how long is Darren Morey's leash? Like, how long are they going to sure. let him? continue yeah. to do this because 
you know, last time, you know, I thought it was like weak, a weak excuse, I should say, or weak reason. But when Ben Simmons was sort of mad, he felt like Doc and Embiid threw him under. Can't really say that this time about, you know, the situation. Like, Joel Embiid has been very careful with his words, hasn't said anything critical of James Harden. And this really has nothing to do with the players on the team. It's a it's a Maury, uh uh, hard and beef. So I just, I, I don't see how, I don't see what his leash, I, I don't know how much longer he can keep this up. All right, man, he'll solve all his problems by going to the drama-free environment of the New York Knicks. That'll do <laughs> solve everything. Yeah, I'll tell you what is a drama-free environment. Milwaukee. Who knew? Now, Giannis, Giannis said uh, in the offseason, hey, I want to win, and I need to know that this franchise is making moves that have uh, that have championship possibilities. They go out and they trade for Dame Lillard. Now Giannis agrees to a three-year extension. Kurt, does this mean anything to you? Because we know NBA players agree to extensions and then they change their minds. Are you confident that, hey, at least for the next, for the length of this deal, Giannis will be a buck? I don't even know if I'd go to the length of this deal. Hey, hey look. It means for the next three years, or as look, because remember, Brooke Lopez is 36, Middleton's 33. Uh, th- this is an older roster. It's going to age out of contention while Giannis is still in his prime. But with this group for the next three years, give or take, they're contenders. They are absolutely there. Giannis is going to be there, and he's all in. That's why this is a win. This is why everything they gave up for Damian Lillard is a win. They've got three years. The Bucks probably get a ring in those three years. Another one, like they're certainly going to be in the mix. If that's enough, then this is a win. And by the end of this deal, if the thing is falling apart, they'll talk, they can trade him and get something else, or they can make some other big, bold move like this and, and keep him. Maybe they can find another way to get a retool this thing again. But they've got three years, give or take, of just absolute championship window with Lillard and and Tedekumpo, and I look, that's in today's NBA with this CBA, that's about that's a, as good as it gets. Yeah, that's a lot. You see it, uh, Natalie, you see a, a championship window there in Milwaukee. Hey, you know, I, I, as a matter of fact, you answered that question. They get this, like, Natalie, uh, Kurt, <laughs> has been teasing her top 10 teams and, oh, and let's uh, see all this. these tiers. So tell me about Milwaukee's championship and then get to the, get to the good stuff here. Get to these tiers. Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously, I think they're a championship contender, a more real one than the Lakers, but um, I have not crowned them the top and put them at the top. Like everyone else has. Uh, I don't think they're going to win it this year, but um, I think they'll, you know, they'll be there probably, barring injuries, they'll be there in the Eastern Conference Finals probably with Boston. I think that's what everybody anticipates, barring, you know, injuries or anything wonky. Uh, So, yeah, they'll be up there, but I don't think they're going to get it in their first year. But, yeah, here's my top ten. All right, so help us out with this. uh, (laughs) Natalie Esquire. Help us <laughs> yes. Well, I like I said, I'm someone who gives credit and credence to the champ. So wow, look Denver, at that number two team, Kurt. Denver Nuggets or yeah, I saw one. that in front. Of, it, it's the, yeah, right. I mean, because Boston and Milwaukee had quiet off season, so I can see why you'd bump up the <laughs> right. But they. So here's the here's the thing, right? I'm not someone who just reacts to like 
people getting new pieces. Those new pieces have to actually get on the court and work together and, and they look great on paper, but they have to actually go out there and play, mm. right? And I think with Milwaukee, we'll have to see. Their defense is going to take a hit, so let's see mm. what they're going to do now. Um, I actually like the Celtics on paper better than Milwaukee. I, I, I went back and forth between three and four, but I still always sort of lean to the team that has the best player, um, and, and the Bucks do have the best players. So I put, I put the Celtics at three because I do like them on paper better, but that's why. Um, and then to I'm me- surprised you gave uh, uh, Phoenix the love that you did over, over Miami. Miami's been, you know, two of the last three finals. Uh, so you give it to, you know, two of the last four. So Phoenix at five, they haven't accomplished much. No, they haven't. I mean, the rest of the, I mean, I don't, look, I I don't want to be someone who continues to doubt Jimmy Butler, right? And so I I don't know that they're really going to make noise. You know, they, they took some roster hits themselves, but I felt like with what they did in the past postseason, what Jimmy did, I had to give them the respect of being in the top 10. But I do think just, I think the the Suns and the Lakers are more talented teams than the Heat. And so that's why I have them over. Um, the Sixers, I mean, they, they have an MVP on their team. I don't think they're going to do much. And they have an much, MVP who's not showing up. <laughs> Two. He doesn't so, show up in the postseason injuries. I know we don't want to make excuses. No, but, no, my Harden. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, who's actually like, literally not showing up? Right, but at they, all. yeah, they have they they have um, Embiid. So I gave them that respect. And then nine and ten were like really hard for me. I mean, the West is a gauntlet. I mean, yeah. I don't. I, the Grizzlies now with the Stephen Adams news and they're going to be missing Ja. I don't really know what they're going to be this season. So I think one of those young teams, it could be the Pelicans, it could be the Kings, it could be the Timberwolves, but I'm going to give the respect to the Kings, the team that um, took the Warriors seven um, games. And I just think De'Aaron Fox is like a thriving young star. But I yeah. do think one of those teams, those young teams are going to be in the top 10. And then, like, I get it. No one wants to believe in the Clippers. I understand that. But at the end of the day, a healthy Clippers team with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is still a team that you have to respect. Kurt, uh, uh, let's go to the top three again. Because I, I want to I hear your take on number two. I just want to, like, the Warriors at two. Now, you said you want to give respect to the Kings. Yeah. Who took the Warriors to game seven yeah. and lost. Yet the Lakers at number six beat the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You got them at six and the Warriors at two. Yes. Okay. Kurt, you thought, <laughs> you thought, I just want to, yes. I just want to know what, I, I, you know, yes. I, maybe I'm too I close it. to it. I'm too close to it. I know you're not. I got the Warriors at seven in my top 10 that came out today. Like I, they're good. Um, I actually knocked them down one spot just behind the Lakers because Draymond's not playing to start the season. I long term, I think the Warriors are probably a little better, but that's why. They're and I do. just, I, I had Boston. T- I'm with you, by the way, Natalie. I like Boston better on paper than Milwaukee, but it's a coin flip. It's, yeah. That I don't, man. If they just, I was at their first game, and the space that that they only ran a handful of Giannis Lillard pick and rolls, and the space that creates is just ridiculous it's preseason against you know the lakers g league team half of them like but it's still you're like this is i don't know how you defend it that said i've got the celtics too i've got i've got you know who you don't have on the list that i'm high on i think the cleveland cavaliers are going to be very very good don't buy the postseason 
I, I like it. I'm big on the calves. Oh, come on. They're young. They were young. Until they, 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 they do it, I, they I can't ready. take them seriously. I, they, they're serious. They're I can't. Serious? No, I'm not taking them seriously. Hey, they had a nice they had a Sorry, nice, Matt Ortiz, not they, taking your Knicks seriously. They had either. a nice uh, regular season. <laughs> not taking season. any of those teams They seriously. surprised me in the postseason, but but they addressed it by, you know, I think picking up Max Struess for Cleveland, I think it was a good move. They need, a, shoot, they needed shooters. Listen. And it, I think that was exposed a bit in the playoffs, but you got to have one of those dudes on your team. Okay. And for the most part, all the teams I picked, they have one of Donovan. those dudes. Donovan is no, like all these teams, best Donovan. players. He's good, but he's, can be all, he's all the all teams, NBA players. That's nice. And is he better than any of the players? The only one you could argue is the Kings. Like all the other teams I have on my list, those teams, best players, Donovan is not better than any of those guys. So, you know, it's, it's, it's no shade to like, him being a good player, yeah. those teams just have those dudes. And so I'm, I'm just not going to consider teams that don't. And that's that's how my process works. Uh, Warriors tonight as well. Yeah. I, I noticed you tried to like skip yeah. over I'm them. Not, I'm not skipping over them. Just, <laughs> I mean, like, we're ready. Listen, we, we can, and, and Kurt, we can talk Warriors. all day long. I know, the Warriors tonight. We're excited, Kurt. You're going to be here all season. I'm excited to talk basketball with you. Brother, we will be here and enjoy opening night tonight. No more preseason. It's the real deal tonight. Warriors getting that dub over the Suns. Yeah, especially without their best defender against Kevin Durant. That'll go smoothly. I think. <laughs> you know Chris Paul is going to do some of his Chris Paul stuff versus older teams. All right, Kurt. Always good to see you, man. Take care, man. Bye, Kurt. Love you guys. Take care, man. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. think of an NBA comp. I'm trying to think of a WNBA comp and there ain't nobody in the world like Asia Wilson. Who willed us on her back and said, hey, I'm about to put you on my back. Come on, follow me. And we did. You want it back? You want it back? F***ing run that shit back. And one last thing, whoever you are out there that voted me for, thank you, thank you so much. I wanna say I appreciate you. 
because that just means that I got a lot more work to do and we coming back. We coming back, baby. We're going to do this shit again. Let's do this shit. They are wild. They're wild. The Las Vegas Aces. Las Vegas, celebrate your team. Celebrate your team. Two-time champions, back-to-back champions. They won last year in four games over the Sun. They win this year in four games over the super team. I know we're disputing that. The super team, New York Liberty. And it's really, I'm telling you, Natalie, it's hard to pick against them. It's hard to pick against them on the court. And they just have so much personality, so much charisma, so much energy. It's hard to dislike the Las Vegas Aces, isn't it? Oh, a lot of people dislike them, and I love it. So they're turning into the villain. And I love it's good. Good for women's basketball. It's good for the the W. Yes. And and, uh, first of all, I just want to say this notion that like women need to like, you know, be classy. Like I'm tired of hearing that shit. Okay. It's like, you know, aces versus everybody. That's been like their slogan. And I, the levels of petty, you don't even understand in Asia's outfit. That's a picture that has the Liberty in the background looking sad. The back of her shirt with the numbers. Those are the votes. So the first, second, third, and person who voted her fourth place, okay? The levels of petty are crazy. One of the assistant coaches wore a shirt with a percentage on it. That was to reflect the players who voted Asia second best player versus the ones who voted (laughs) Stewie the best player. You heard everything they said on the stage. Holly, this team is petty, and I love it. But but it's not even petty. I wouldn't even say it's petty. (laughs) Uh, Look, Asia Wilson, I I keep talking about it because I just – I love when the best interviews are when the players or the subject, whether it's a player, a musician, whoever it is, somebody who tells you really what they're thinking. I think those are the best ones. They're very revealing. So Paul George, I got to give it to you. you. Did a great job interviewing on his podcast, interviewing Asia Wilson, when she said, "At the end of the day, I need to be. I need to be a part of." When you talk about the goats, as Becky Hammond said, when you talk about the goats in the W. I need to be in that conversation. That's what's driving her. Now, that fourth place vote, that's just dessert. That's the extra stuff. Okay, now why would somebody do that? Why would you do that? We really got to find out. But I feel like uh, this we're going to see something historic from the Aces. As long as this team is together, we're going to see something. And we've seen three peats before, but hey, you know, maybe four. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Like she is um, she's still in her prime. She does that. She's a great teammate. That's what I like about her. She's a great teammate, a great player, and a great teammate. All you can tell are coaches, the players, they respect her. They they see her as somebody they can kick it with, but they also defer when it's time to defer and just let her do her thing. Yeah. So I, I think uh, this I is just them. the beginning of something. Yes, very much so. And I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for the petty. I, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to love the petty queens. And um, Becky. Two chains was there. Becky, wow. Like, I did yeah. not know Becky got down like uh, that. Uh, yeah. I knew the but rest had, of the squad did. But, but I noticed she had something <laughs> in her hand. <laughs> She's sipping on it. Oh, She's sipping, talking, you know. <laughs> it was like a cookout. <laughs> This was the cookout. Oh, it was great. The Aces cookout. Like, Becky, what's in there? Somebody should ask, what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. There was so much. It, it was good. And uh, the, the coach who, uh, who Becky Hammond has great respect for, she was on his staff, his, w, his NBA staff for many years, Greg Popovich. 
Greg Popovich. I got to bring this up, Natalie. I saw this <laughs> clip. So Greg Popovich uh, obviously has the number one prospect in the NBA. Everybody's down for Wimby. I can't wait to see Wimby's debut. And so they're playing the Warriors, and uh, a, an interviewer asked Popovich about Wimby. He was relaying a story to Popovich that he heard from Steve Kerr. Uh, just take a listen. This is priceless. Check this out. Steve said that he saw that you have kind of been rejuvenated after this summer, obviously, for big draft pick with Wimby. But what's it been like for you to coach this team? Well, let me just, what was I being rejuvenated from? Was I was I in a mental institution, or was I was I uh, depressed and curled up in my bedroom or something? Steve said it, and he knows you better than that. Steve's an asshole. I agree. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I'm um, going to tell him that tonight after the game. <laughs> and then that, like the caught a pause with it too. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't like, and I'm just playing. He was like, yeah. How about the reporter saying you? I agree? know. I was like, what's up with that? What's up with that? That. Like, who like, no, I can say that. You can't. Like, you can't. That's my, like, really? Right, yeah. I'm going to tell him you said that, too. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. <laughs> you know, Natalie, uh, the Detroit Free Press wants to win a Pulitzer. I'd say Freedom of Information Act. I want the records. I want Jim Harbaugh's phone <laughs> records. <laughs> They got that little spy scandal. They got a little scandal. That, look, you, you realize Michigan has lost to Ohio State 17 times since 2000. And then this miraculously, miraculously, you're able to win the last couple of years. Keep your little guy out our, oh, out our stadium. Keep your little guy out our stadium. Holding up, hold up his iPhone. Looking around like, oh, oh well, I'm not doing anything. I'm just, I'm just holding the iPhone. Always oh, coming back it. to Ohio so, State, huh? Something. That's what it is, huh? <laughs> now I understand. Now I understand how you're able to win two games in a row. Stop it, <laughs> cheaters! The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.